the economic freedom fighters is not shocked by the revelation that there was a burglary and theft at Sir Ramaphosa Palapala farm and that 60 million was stolen. Sir Ramaphosa owns game farm parties that are used for illicit financial flows, particularly money laundering. It is not surprising that 60 million in dollar bills were stolen from Sir Ramaphosa's property and was not reported to the South African police services because criminals do not report crimes when their proceeds of crime are stolen. As things stand, the President of South Africa is accused of engaging in terrorist and vigilante method of interrogation and subsequently defeating the ends of justice by bribing those who were victims to his criminal action. No one has a right to abduct, detain, and interrogate those who are alleged to have committed crimes against them. And Ramaphosa did this without the supervision of any competent law enforcement agency, leaving us to believe that these individuals were not only bribed, but they were also tortured. A bribe upon the release of those who were abducted and detained only makes logical sense in the context of brutal torture and inhuman treatment. It is likely that Ramaphosa did not want this to be revealed to the public. Ramaphosa engaged in abduction, kidnapping and bribery to cover up the fact that he kept large sums of illicit money on his farm and could not turn to law enforcement to assist him when this money was stolen. The media statement released by the presidency and subsequent radio interviews by Sir Ramaphosa spokesperson to downplay a serious crime must be rejected with the contempt it deserves. We know that Sir Ramaphosa is at the forefront of corruption, including money laundering, racketeering, and fraud hidden in game farm activities. Ramaphosa and his handlers involved in the game farming industry are illegally transacting in foreign currency and in cash. Moreover, there is no record of these transactions and the laws regarding limits of foreign currency are disregarded. We are even more concerned with the collaboration between Ramaphosa and the President of Namibia, which saw Ramaphosa unleash his personal thugs to track down suspects in Namibia after the robbery on his farm with the aid of the Namibian president. The president of Namibia conspired with Ramaphosa to abduct individuals from his country and aided him in concealing his crime of money laundering. This makes Ramaphosa's actions not only of domestic concern but of international consequences. The EFF does not have confidence that the Financial Intelligence Center, the Directorate of Priority Crime, SARS, and the South African Reserve Bank will investigate the prima facie evidence presented by former head of state security agency, Mr. Arthur Fraser. Recent experience has proven that these institutions, including the National Treasury, as well as some quarters of the judiciary are now deeply embedded in the ANC's toxic factional politics. 
the EFF has, however, submitted to Parliament questions to Ramaphosa in terms of National Assembly Rule 145 to hold him accountable for the unreported Palapala farm burglary and the stolen 60 million. The EFF submitted the following questions. How much money was stored at the farm and in what currency? What it the entire proceed of the game auction and or was the additional money that came from elsewhere? Who bought the game where and when? Did Ramaphosa disclose to Parliament and the executive the amount of money stored at the farm? Did he alert the revenue collector of such an amount of money? Why did he not report a case of theft at the police station and chose to report to a bodyguard who is not permitted to open dockets and conduct investigation? Will he open a case with the police in a police station about the burglary and theft at the farm? Provide proof beyond a reasonable doubt that the money stored at the farm was, was gained proceeds did he ever receive a huge amount of money from donors during his tenure as deputy president and president of the country? Does he have other areas other than Palapala farm where he has stored huge amounts of money? If so, what are the details by value and stored amount? Did he call the president of Namibia to arrange for illegal extradition of the people who took money from the farm? All these questions must be responded to honestly and we will do everything in our power to ensure that all questions are responded to truthfully and honestly, like we are going to do. We also call on all people involved to come to the fore with additional information and evidence that will demonstrate to the people of South Africa, Africa and the world that South Africa's president is not the person whom he claims to be. His character and way of life is defined by a double agenda and creation of parallel personalities, a fake life and bribes to silence those who are about to expose him as well as unquestionable loyalty to his white handlers. We want to want Ramaphosa to answer the parliamentary questions truthfully and on time accordingly to the National Assembly Rule 145, subsection 5A, a question for written reply must be replied to within five, 10 working days. The EFF will not tolerate any attempt by Parliament or anyone to protect Ramaphosa from accountability. Moreover, the EFF want to caution the public against the misguided, factional, and foolish so-called analysts who want to question the credibility of Ada Fraser who reported this crime. It is the highest level of established establishment journalism to question the motive of someone who reports a crime instead of investigating the merits of the crime itself simply because it is a political favorite who has been implicated. Those who question credibility of Ada Fraser must have themselves checked because it was the same Cyril Ramaphosa who appointed Arthur Fraser as the National Commissioner of the Correctional Services. Fraser was not prematurely removed. 
He did not resign under a cloud of scandal and he was never implicated in any wrongdoing as he finished his term peacefully and then left. Any attempt to now try and question his integrity is opportunistic and baseless and must be rejected by all sane people. A crime has been committed and it must be investigated and we must never allow a smear campaign to be run against a whistleblower. The EFF is calling out all the so-called elders and leaders of the church who pretend that they are the moral compass of South Africa yet are quiet when Sir Ramaphosa is implicated in abduction, kidnapping, torture, money laundering and bribery. The likes of Bishop Archbishop Tawama Kowa, Frank Chikani, Bishop Mpumlwana are silent because their puppet has committed crimes which violate domestic and international laws. We are, where are these elders who have, who have been so loud in the past against corruption? For instance, they used to say, 